felt good. It felt good from start to finish. There was not. There was no point where you were nervous. There was no point. It was like, it was like, God created that game after all of those Charger heartbreaking losses this year. You went back sitting through all of that comfort spot. Safe. The 49ers were able to put my heart back together oh. and give it life. That's sweet. God, it was fun. <laughs> my whole family was there. I got to say, I've been playing football with my nephews all weekend, and I am sore. You feel it, I huh? feel like I need to ice several things. Get some Advil or something. I mean, you play a little pavement football. You're starting, you're stopping, you're cutting, you're sprinting. It's a different. It's a different game. I uh, I walked down the Santa Monica Pier yesterday. And my ankles hurt. Does that count? Really? Well, it's just that uneven. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple times I'd get my shoe caught on one of those giant bolts that's sticking up out of the wood. Yeah, you have was, to pay attention. Got to pay attention, and was it was it a hard nice to. Day? It was hard. It was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous day. Hard to pay attention. I haven't been to the Santa Monica Pier in years, and uh, was there with my wife or my uh, sister's family. And uh, everybody's high. Yeah. I mean, everybody is high. You can smell it. You can smell it. You, you walk through it. it. Mm-hmm. And every, the sitar player down at the end, high. Well, of course he's high. The Elmo in that knockoff, bad, unlicensed Elmo outfit, high. The guy running the roller coaster, high. Everybody was high. The entire kitchen staff at Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, high. Everybody. A lot of high people at the game last night, too. Was it really? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because those are the games to remember. Well, the, it's not you know just that I mean? you to remember. It's, I don't even, there's a point where you can not have too much alcohol at a game like that because, well, I'm trying to, I didn't phrase that right. You should be careful about how much alcohol you have because it can be a depressant and you don't want to. Right. You're there to be excited and happy and fun. And last night, especially yes. like, yes, God, that was so much fun. But yeah, I, I, if I got high, I don't think going to a football game would be on my list of things to do. Like if I'm going to get high, I'm going to watch like a funny movie. Right. Or with, stare at a wall with maybe two other people tops, not 50,000. Right. It's too many. That's an odd um, hey, at the bottom of this hour, one of the stories that we've done repeatedly is the use of genetic genealogy to solve uh, solve cold cases. And while they may work well for police, obviously, and for people like us who love talking about them, there are very few rules when it comes to these databases that are out there and very little transparency. So there can be some there's I should say there's a possibility of abuse when it comes to taking people's privacy for granted. So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Jeffrey Epstein's former personal masseuse is talking now about her experiences on Pedophile Island. Her name's Shantae Davies, and she has provided some photos of that lair on Pedophile Island. There's a picture of Epstein seated at a large marble table. He's on the phone and she's massaging him and massaging his back. She looks very young. There's a another photo of what appears to be four, five young girls out on the deck. There's a cat as well <laughs> as they're overlooking that beautiful 
Caribbean green blue water. Okay, I have so as I was going through these today and I these images where he's a creepy ass bastard, right? <clears throat> On this incredibly beautiful beautiful island, most beautiful part of the world. And he's just a creepy old dude in his what in this picture early 60s, maybe mid 60s, something like that. Yeah. Um how many of these guys are there in the world? We talked about this before about, you know, where you've got these mm-hmm. these families that are living off the grid and the kids have been locked in homes for for years. And every once in a while, one pops up and we go, how many of these are there right. out there that we just simply don't know how about? How many girls are up in that house? How many of these guys, these multi-billionaire guys are there who are flying teenage girls around the Caribbean that we just – we don't know about yet because they haven't risen to the level of of g- gathering everyone's attention. I I don't know how many there are, but it, I think it would shock you or it would surprise you or make you f- feel sick when you find out how many men who are built of money are into some depraved stuff. I don't think it, it's as large as Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring was, but they're certainly into it. This former personal masseuse says it's unbelievable that Prince Andrew claims he had no idea what was going on. She said there's no way you could have been a friend of Jeffrey's and not know what was going on. She said, I don't know how you could see somebody with another young girl all the time and there never be a conversation about it. She says it just doesn't add up. She says she was recruited to work for Jeffrey Epstein by Ghislaine Maxwell, who has been accused of procuring girls for Epstein. I, um, the, the aspect of this that has been bothersome and was really brought to light when Prince Andrew tried to, you know, tried to give that interview that he thought was going to clear his name is the willingness for people to ignore the obvious signs that this guy was a monster. Not just to ignore it. Uh, well, I mean, I just feel like everyone knew what was going on and they didn't care because he has money and the girls were just seen as playthings and disposable. Um, She says that he was charming when he was in public. Epstein was. But behind closed doors, a monster came out. Well, the the aspect of this story that has been interesting in the last couple of uh, last week or so is Prince Andrew basically being stripped of all royal duties. We'll talk about that and the potential for. Ghislaine Maxwell to actually sit down with the FBI. Also, one of the royals that seems to have his hands in this whole thing in terms of sidelining uh, sidelining Prince Andrew. Hmm. Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's Monday, November 25th. Special uh, Thanksgiving show is coming up on Thursday. Associated Press did a deep dive into mental health services on college campuses. 
They requested five years of data from the largest public university in each state. And they found that college and university administrations are struggling to keep up with demand for mental health services on campus. Uh, They're working to scale up their services, but are far outpaced by demand. This is a frustrating thing because I do believe that there's clearly a need for it. There's clearly a need for mental health services available to people that age, especially. And we need to make sure that we're equipping our children to deal with adversity. Yeah. You know, I'm worried that some of it, unfortunately, is just people who are, they don't know how to deal with feelings and stuff. Right. Taking it from me, of course, that's not, it's probably not, that doesn't sound very genuine, but. And that feelings pass. Right. What it, you're feeling right now, you may not feel in, uh, by 4 p.m. or or by tomorrow at noon, you know? Uh, we've been talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Of course, the fallout continues from Prince Andrew, one of his buddies, and Prince Andrew's interview that he did with the BBC uh, eight days ago, nine days ago. The um, Ghislaine Maxwell is a woman who has been known as a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, has been accused of being a procurer of sorts, the honeypot when it comes to convincing some of these teenage girls to go to work for uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, of course, the relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell as well, because they were all close friends. There is a suggestion that Ghislaine Maxwell might soon speak to the FBI about Jeffrey Epstein. She has told friends that she thinks the picture of them with Virginia Roberts, that's the girl who claimed she had sex with Andrew when she was 17, that the picture of them may have been doctored. Uh, It was said to be taken in her home in London in March 2001. And a source said, like Andrew, she has no memory of it. She thinks that there's a lot of problems with the picture and it's very fishy. That it's one of the very few photos that does not bear a time and date stamp. Seriously? They said she has to defend herself. She has no option, and she's going to have to address this guilt by association. I'm amazed that she has not yet been found where people would, you know, uh, some member of the media would stake her out in order to get some statement of some kind. Did you hear about the, uh, the queen? The queen canceling Prince Andrew's 60th birthday party? Yes. I mean, this was a guy who last week admitted and put a statement out that he is stepping back from the public eye. He is giving up all of his charity commitments. He's been removed from royal duties. And the Sunday Times reported that the queen made the decision to cancel the birthday party because she's pissed off. This is a big black eye in the royal family. And it looks like Prince William was really instrumental in kicking Prince Andrew out of the family, basically. Okay, so is he the one who is the smartest and most grounded person in that entire family? They say that Prince William is becoming more and more involved in decisions about the monarchy. That he's not a huge fan of his uncle Andrew, to say the least. That, uh, listen... William thinks the right thing happened in that he has been he has stepped down from the royal duties. The queen was apparently pissed off because everybody was saying that 
she gave her okay for that interview that mm-hmm. Andrew did with the BBC? She's like, absolutely not. I would never have said yes to that. Yeah. There's no way one of the sources told um, uh, told the Times of London, there's no way the Queen and her private secretary wrote a yes on a memo that fully explained what was proposed. Yeah, they said Andrew had a son-to-mother conversation, letting her know that he was planning to address the controversy, but did not go into any details. They said what should have happened was the full palace process, where the interview proposal was placed under all the scrutiny and due diligence that usually takes place. But instead, Andrew went rogue, thought it was a good idea for him to just sit down in that interview chair and completely crap himself. Yeah. Multiple times in the same interview, uh, sources close to the Queen told the London Times she is privately supportive of her son. Yeah, right. Who was seen riding at Windsor with his mother last week, but deeply frustrated at the same time. Um, yeah, so February 19th was supposed to be the 16th, uh, sorry, 60th birthday. It does sound kind of like she's dealing with a teenager at this point, but it would be his 60th birthday. They instead will do a small family dinner. Do you know who's been defending? Prince Andrew in all of this is Sarah Ferguson, the his ex. She has defended him, saying that she was deeply support, uh, supportive and proud of this giant of a principled man. I thought they didn't have a good relationship. I thought that was the whole point of them getting divorced was that they were not they did not get along. I'm surprised that she would come out with uh, such a glowingly positive review of uh, of her now ex husband. Hey, uh, our Pastathon is coming up uh, just about a week and a half from now, as a matter of fact. The ninth annual Pastathon is coming Friday, December 6th. We will be broadcasting live all day from Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that feeds 25,000 kids every week here in Southern California. A hundred percent of your donations will go directly to Katarina's Club. You can go to any Smart and Final store in California, Nevada, Arizona, ask about the $10 KFI Pastathon donation featuring Barilla pasta and sauce, generally, uh, sorry, Genesis generously thank you for that word You're generously welcome. donated by barilla and smart and final products they will add ten dollars to your bill and you'll get a code for a chance to win listen to this a 13 day trip for two to italy courtesy of trafalgar the world's leading guided vacation company we have all the drop-off locations around southern california a way for you to donate online if you want to do it that way go to pastathon.com you'll want to go out there that day as well because we have all kinds of stuff that we'll be doing that day, specifically auctioning a speaking role in It's a Wonderful Life, the show that we're going to do coming up on uh, Friday, December 20th here in the studio during the show. Gary writes a very fun, creative Christmas program for well, us to do every year. That is a lot of pressure. Well, you'll do a great job because you always do. Okay, that's more pressure. Hey, how long is your kid in London for? Uh, a week or so. Or so. Or so. I mean, well. You don't know when he's coming home? He left on Friday. He'll be back on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. He, we haven't heard what he's been up to? No, he said he doesn't feel well. Oh, really? And it's cold. I know that. Yeah. But by cold, I mean, he's a Southern California kid, so it's, it's it, what, 45 degrees? Well, and, and sometimes when your body clock is off, it mimics you not feeling well, but it's just you're getting acclimated to the time change. It'd be it. Yeah. It'd be he's probably fine. All right. Coming up next, those DNA databases. It's like a race against the clock for police to use these things because the ACLU is knocking on the door. Ding!
Ding dong. Gary and Shannon. Oh, so we can't burp in front of each other now? No, it's just it was unexpected. It wasn't like a, it wasn't the fun version. It was like a uh-oh version. <laughs> no. Like right after that was just you were going to let out a burp and then just sigh. <laughs> <sighs> That's what it sounded like. You guys, we have real weather headed. Real weather headed here. Are you driving anywhere this week? No. Irvine. That's fine. It's not a problem. Uh, had the discussion with my wife. We may have to move up some plans because of this. Oh, yeah. When are you leaving? Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a problem. They said that it's going to hit Wednesday, last through Friday. You're going to have to get over that grapevine before that thing hits. Yeah. Yeah, because my wife said the last thing I'm going to do is spend nine hours in a car stuck on the freeway. Yeah. Oh, she'd walk home at that point if if we got stuck there, which is, you know, I would feel bad for her. Uh, Taylor Swift, big night last night, the American Music Awards. Did you see Shania Twain? She I was, saw her, but I didn't see her perform. It was it was odd. It, it, I'm watching this, and she's in this big, ruffled, bright pink dress, and she didn't look like Shania Twain. I'm like, who is that? Like, if I couldn't figure it out, unless it, it unless it had that that caption, Shania Twain, right? I would not have known who that was until she sang "You're Still the One" because she did a couple songs. She's sampling a couple songs, and then she does "You're Still the One," and then she did uh, one of the uh, S kicking type early mm-hmm. '90s numbers. Any man of mine, I think it was. So the dude she's with now, yeah. Was at one time married to the woman who her best friend Mutt Lang yeah. left her for. So Mutt Lang was cheating on Shania with Shania's best friend. They break up, Shania and Mutt, and then Shania hooks up with her best friend's husband. Right. They just switched. Now I don't know if that's still the relationship situation there. She that's who she was with last oh, night. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh that's, wow. I've never seen that guy before. Crazy. All right, so apparently the L.A. Times wants killers to to remain free. The L.A. Times and the ACLU are looking out for killers before they're looking out for justice for victims. That's my takeaway from this article. The L.A. Times doing an investigation into these DNA websites that are helping law enforcement close so many cold cases giving so many victims of crime the final closure after 20, 30, 40 years of no action on their cases. And now the L.A. Times wants that to come to an end because they look out for the bad guys. Why? Because bad things happen to the bad guys, and that's why they're bad guys. I don't don't mind the questions about this. Like, I don't mind the the questions about the legality. No, that's not the right word. Uh, I don't mind the questions about oversight when it comes to police and law enforcement agencies using DNA databases to research these It's out there. Why shouldn't law enforcement be able to access it if you and I can access it? Right. 
Now, their argument or... Don't we want to catch the bad guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I think that this is just pointing to the fact that the LA Times wants to get out in front of this and go, oh, by the way, we don't have any laws that cover this yet. We haven't really figured out the whole thing. Because can you... It's only been two, three years since we've been able to use these these DNA databases effectively to solve some of these crimes. There was an anecdotal story that the L.A. Times talked about coming from Orlando. There was a police detective there in Orlando. Detective Michael Fields is his name. And he was sure he had the break he needed right in front of him to close in on a serial rapist. A list of people whose DNA partially matched the man he was looking for. Then that list of people disappeared. The owner of that popular DNA sharing website decided that law enforcement had no right to consumer data unless those consumers agreed. Detective Field says it was devastating to know the information was out there to track down this rapist. And he couldn't access it, that it was just not fair. So he goes to a judge to get him access to the database. It was the first court order in the nation for a blanket consumer DNA search. Can you've done you've done, I haven't ever done one of these ancestry things yet. Uh, my sister did at some point. Do you remember at all if there was any sort of discussion about disclosure of your information? I mean, I would imagine that it's um, all in the terms and conditions. You know, and I the think agreement. I think there's a bulletin on there now. But back when I did it, I don't remember anything like that. But I wouldn't. I would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't uh, occur to me to remember that I signed off on any sort of disclaimer because I haven't killed anyone. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, they they say that um, the Times looked at consumer data. Sorry, the, the, they found consumer DNA used to declare the closure of 66 cases. So we're looking at dozens of cases that they looked at specifically, including 14 suspected serial killers and rapists and unsolved crimes going back to 1967. Now, th- that is fantastic. Talk about the closure that that brings, not just to the family of the victims, but to Maybe even the families of those people who believe that their Uncle Bob is a murderer or something like that. The communities that finally get these people off the streets and get into jail where they belong. And the law enforcement officers who've been working these cases and haunted by the details of them finally can slap cuffs on somebody and put them away. Anne-Marie Schubert is the Sacramento County DA, and she said it's probably one of the greatest revolutions uh, that I would say in my lifetime as a prosecutor. She says it's difficult. It's an evolving topic because of the privacy interests at stake. It's an area that's unregulated. But she says there are a whole bunch of stressed out white guys right now. I love that quote. (laughs) Well, we've talked before. Ancestry.com and 23andMe, um, they do not generally grant law enforcement access to their information. So if you've done this because you want to find out where your ancestors come from or uh, information about birth family or whatever – They say that they do not grant law enforcement access to their consumer data. But others, like Family Tree DNA, they will permit law enforcement except when you specifically opt out of it. And then, of course, GED Match, which looks like an old InfoServe uh, website from the late 90s, 
that's the one that a lot of times people, uh, law enforcement agencies have used on a regular basis. Twice, according to the LA Times, GED match allowed police access in cases that did not meet their own policies. And at least once, police conducted their own hunt without permission using a fake account. Here's the other thing. This is not serving up people to law enforcement. It's a lead. It's a lead that then they have to build a family tree. They have to then get a surreptitious DNA sample, which is the evidence. And a case is put together. Why wouldn't we want to give law enforcement a lead to catch somebody who's been able to evade police for 20, 30, 40 years? So that's the other question I have about this specifically. If this if this technology exists, this is still like you said, there still needs to be some some footwork that needs to be done on the behalf of the detectives who once they get partial matches to somebody who may have been a third cousin to this person they have to reverse engineer the family tree and try to find whoever it was that they're looking for. Right. I don't think we've heard yet of a case where somebody immediately pops up as an exact match to a DNA profile. Because no. how stupid would you have to be knowing that you committed Pretty a murder dumb. or something like that? Pretty dumb. Leaving DNA all over the place and then spit into a tube. Oh, I wonder uh, what part of Germany I'm from. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Bill Cosby speaks from prison. Oh, thank God. Bill Cosby speaks. OJ's on Twitter. 2019, folks. Yeah. Big sigh. Big sigh. Gary and Shannon. The run game looked good. The passing game looked good. Defense looked unbeatable. I can't. I can't remember a team, not just the 49ers, but I mean a I team that had a defense that looked like that. I know it's the best defense they've ever had. There was and a D good, Ford wasn't even playing. And I didn't watch hardly any football yesterday morning or afternoon because we were busy. But but uh, sat down, made a point of watching that game last night. Then, well, you've got to. It's one of the all-time great rivalries. And Aaron Rodgers looked un... Sacked, what, uh, seven times? Unlike Aaron Rodgers, I'll say that. Yeah, He's he, already got a dead he, face. Not, he not dead looked face. unlike Aaron Rodgers when they, when they came and played the Chargers. It was a very similar showing. He doesn't have a lot of emotion. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was hard to kind of read... He's getting shut down last night, and then he would pop up and just have that same look on his face. Bill Cosby has broken his silence from prison. He has granted his first exclusive interview since he began his sentence at that maximum security penitentiary near Philly. He did this phone call with the National Newspaper Publishers Association's BlackPressUSA.com. And describe what life is like there inside this maximum security prison. Talks about spending time helping teach and encourage a bunch of other inmates there. Men, he calls them residents. In a prison reform program called Man Up. So at 82 years old. He's teaching them what? How to drug and rape women or? I I or don't what? think that is probably at least not the it's, outward. It's not in the curriculum? No. 
No. Uh, but in his 3 to 10 what, that he's serving right now following the conviction of aggravated indecent assault, he will talk with uh, these men who have been in prison, a lot of them from the same areas where he grew up in Philadelphia. For example, uh, one of the guys spoke to the reporters about Bill Cosby's influence. It said, every Tuesday, Mr. Cosby and I sit down and talk before the other residents come in, and he explains to me what moves I need to make so that man up can be a success. This is a 56-year-old man who has spent his entire adult life in prison. And he says uh, that Cosby always reminds him, always remember to work as a team. We are all in this life together, and Mr. Cosby is a political prisoner And he tells us that we've got to save our babies. We can't be out there killing our children and our women. Now, if you if I were to just read that whole thing again and take out the line where Cosby says he's a political prisoner, it would be a it would be a highly honorable thing for him to do. Right. But for him to sit in there and complain that he was he's a political prisoner. Well, he is a narcissist of the most high value of narcissist. And I think OJ is the same way, is where, like, they believe they did nothing wrong still. Um, God, I'm just hit again by this this one making me the saddest. Bill Cosby made me the saddest. Oh, the letdown? Yeah. Because I loved Bill Cosby. I loved that show. I loved his comedy. I loved, I thought I knew who that was. And it just made me so sad to find out that this was what was going on. I don't even talk. We, we were so excited the first time we played Bill Cosby for the kids in a long road trip somewhere, you know, download a couple albums, the old stuff, and you could listen to them. And it was just fantastic. We all would, you know, quote the lines to each other. It was great. Yep. This thing breaks. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. I know. You know, I I don't even want to talk about the old. It just bits sucks that he because used to do. he did do so much for the community. Yeah, and he did so much in terms of giving advice and life advice and advice on how to be a man and all of that. And then he freaking ruined it all. He said the other thing. You know, and it is, I know it's about power. It's not about sex, but it's like. It's one thing if you're, you know, banging around on your wife or whatever, but it's another thing when you're it's criminal. You know, you're drugging and raping people. Right. Who probably. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they would have or not. They might have just gone ahead and had sex with them anyway. Exactly. My point. You don't need to drug those. Right. There are you already convinced some supermodel to come to your hotel room. Hey, things might be looking good. Let's uh, keep the quaaludes in the uh, in the desk drawer for tonight, shall right, we? Right. He did say s- some interesting stuff in this. It's hard to listen to, by the way, the uh, the way that they put this out. And the phone quality from jail is never really great. And I said to the guy, well, how much sense does that make? A guy says something to you, you say something to him. It goes on. I mean, they edited it down to about 15 minutes worth of uh, of audio, but... Still, he went on to say things that um, that I thought were interesting. He talked about the Cosby show, and he said that the when they canceled the Cosby show, it was proof that people in power have conspired to remove anything positive from the black community. The Cosby show was one of the most popular television shows in the history of television. Yeah. 
and was was arguably the first one that showed a black family like this that concentrated entirely on a black family that was as successful as it was. And he said when the Cosby show came on with the Huxtables, just think about it. While it was running, other networks and even the media were doing jobs on trying to belittle whatever it represented. What? You did that. I, you belittled what it represented from your personal behavior. I the only the only write up I've ever seen about the Cosby show, whether it was the cover of Newsweek or Time magazine or TV Guide, was everything was always so positive about the show. Right. But then the news broke about what he was doing and his extracurriculars. And unfortunately, the Cosby show took a hit because he was that show. What's funny is to that point of him ignoring the fact that he was responsible, he says, look at what has happened. They've taken everything that I've done and swept it into a place where it would not be shown. They, they, they oh, have of course. done that. They're all victims. OJ, OJ's a victim too. All right, coming up next, you know those like live, laugh, love memes you see, or maybe it's a tweet and you retweet it. That may be the Russians. <gasps> Are they the ones behind that land of cuteness Twitter account where it's all baby animals all the time? Possibly. Ooh. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll tell you all about the Russians' plan to infiltrate your minds. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on this Monday, November 25th. In uh, Swamp Watch, coming up at 1230, talk about exactly what happened with this uh, resignation of the Navy Secretary, Richard Spencer. This all comes from a war crimes case featuring Eddie Gallagher, a, a Navy SEAL, acquitted of murder, but he was convicted of taking a picture with a, a dead ISIS prisoner. Also coming up this hour, guys in California, look out. Those nudes that you're sending could soon become illegal what? if they're unwanted. Wait a minute. Why it's got to be? I have the example just last week where somebody sent me a nude pic. I think you're um, the only man who has ever gotten a partially nude picture and not wanted it. That's why I'm saying dudes, because I think more women are on the other Again, based on what I know about what that message was to yeah. me last week or mm-hmm. week and a half ago, uh, just would in have case, been highly problematic legally, perhaps. Had in, I, in case you missed it, Gary got a sext last week from a, a woman whose nipple was out, and it was like, "Hey, I'm going to be in Burbank next week. Let's get together." Right, and he thought that why the, is why is Nick laughing at because, that? Because nobody else gets those. Like that's obviously a no. real person who has your number. Wait a minute. You're trying to get me in trouble. That's not. <laughs> no, but it doesn't happen. Like I've never. Has anybody ever gotten. Oh, you have. Yeah. See. Oh, Blake has. I haven't. I've never gotten. A... Maybe it was a scam one. Maybe and... Blake and I still got it. Well, of course it was a scam one. I don't think anybody's. <laughs> I'm differentiating it from yours. No, 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 no. Because then you're making it sound like mine was a legit offer from some young, hot thing. It may have been. Uh... No, no, I said young and hot. You have added you that met in. me. 
Have you met me? Wait, what kind of picture did you get, Blake? I've seen you get your ass grabbed on several occasions in public. Right. And almost every single one of those is by a woman who's old enough to be my mother. And he no. has backed himself into those. No. Remember the brewery or the uh, wine, the wine, winery? Those women were young and they were all up in there. Remember that hug that lasted for three and a half minutes? That tight hug? A lot of oxytocin in that hug. Again. I mean, your number's out there. Like, it's, it's, it's readily available, I'm sure, if people wanted to find it. Stop it. I should remind you, by the way, and I watched it again last night, that on Going Rogan last week, when, oh. the, when the question was whether or not I would make a good midwife, oh, yeah. you were like, yeah, if anybody wants uh, Gary to deliver your baby... And then she spits out my email address on TV. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't received any that I know of. I suppose there could be a couple in my junk email. Think but about how good that would be for the show if, if, if you I delivered a baby, delivered a stranger's baby. A stranger's baby. Nick, we'd get a lot of hits on that. Yeah, we right? would. You could bring one of those little uh, pools into the studio. Yeah. yeah. A, a natural pool. A natural mm-hmm. birth. A natural birth. Yeah. 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 Sure. I feel like your commitment to the show isn't completely there if you're not in line to do this. I didn't do I didn't do any of that with my own children. Oh, Give us a child. <laughs> Remember that radio station that uh, gave a baby to yeah. a, a couple somewhere on the East Coast. They oh. paid for all the fertility treatments and all that. And, and boom. then then they have now they've got a show baby. Boom, they got a baby. It's more than we have. All right. Uh speak of that and that would be one of those good Easy, positive, share it on Twitter totally. types of things, right? Yeah. And it would be a Russian bot. Right. That's so the problem. That's how the Russians are getting followers. They're, they're sending those inspirational messages, those feel-good stories, you know, the unlikely friendships between the baby giraffes and the dogs and stuff like that, so that people are sharing it, they're retweeting it because everyone likes that cotton candy crap, and that's how they're getting followers. And then they're putting out misinformation. Once you're hooked on the cute baby pictures and the baby animal pictures, then they start sending misinformation about whatever political topic they want to hijack. Professional trolls. Rolling Stone put a a great article together about this. Professional trolls are good at what they do. They have studied us. They have studied the way we use social media. They have studied the way people react to stories on social media. They know how to harness our biases. They know what pressure points to push and how best to drive us to distrust our neighbors. But the most interesting thing is these aren't wildly exact. They they have been in the past, but currently they're not wildly over-exaggerated stories that would be hard to believe unless you hate. I mean, the whole... The whole uh, Pizzagate story about Hillary Clinton having some hand in a child molestation ring based out of a pizza place. That's crazy. But if you posted a story, for example, that Joe Biden is damaging Obama's legacy with his racism and stupidity or Joe Biden doesn't deserve our our vote, what you're doing is you're targeting a somewhat moderate political candidate and making the ones – on the outskirts, on the sides, the ones that are leaning super far right or super far left, you're making them appear more favorable. And nobody really likes that. Nobody knows that that when you fall for one of these things, you don't realize you're falling for it. 
one of the great lines in this article is, when it comes to appreciating the influence and the potential of disinformation coming from Russia's Internet Research Agency is not to view them as Boris and Natasha, you know, evil guys with right. thick accents, but to think of them more as Don Draper, right. somebody who's going to realize the psychology of who you are and tailor a message to you just to just barely move your needle a little bit, just a tiny little bit. And then continue to grow that. And make no mistake about it. It's not just the Russians that are using social media to put out misinformation or to sway your your thoughts on a particular matter. I'm sure all the campaigns are in on this. Yeah. And I mean, the Warwick Dunn example is a great example. I am Tyra Jackson is a Twitter account that, according to Rolling Stone and Twitter, they believe was put together by the Internet Research Agency. And it's just a picture of Warwick Dunn, former uh, Buccaneers um, running back. It says, this is Warwick Dunn. His mom, a New Orleans police officer, was shot and killed while he was in high school. He raised his siblings while in college, graduated, went to the NFL. He built and paid for over 145 houses for single mothers, sacrificing millions of dollars. And then the hashtag Black Excellence. Well, that was picked up by Tony Dungy, Chuck D., Hundreds of thousands of real users saw this tweet, connected with it, started following this account, and this retweeting. Is, this I am I am Tyra Jackson has I don't know only a few thousand uh, followers, but but to get two hundred and ninety thousand likes is incredible, considering when Donald Trump tweets. He'll only get, I mean, even in a positive one or one that's supportive, he'll only get 13, 15, 18,000 likes. But this that one got 290,000. Warwick Dunn's story was a Trojan horse to gain followers. And they think it was because this was an account operated by the successors to Russia's Internet Research Agency or IRA. Now, Robert Mueller said that the IRA was responsible for waging a massive information war during the 2016 election. And now they believe that the IRA is turned into Russia's federal news agency. But they continue to operate like this. But it's just interesting that they use these inspirational messages and live, laugh, love and all that crap. Yeah, they're not... They're not necessarily selling a, a, an individual candidate or a party or a position they're selling an emotion and yes. the, the the emotion that they want most. And you have to argue they've been successful at it is outrage at, within the country. Outrage at the other party, the other person, the other candidate, the other position. That's what they want is outrage. Coming up next, there could be a ban on unwanted nude pictures in California. I just got one. This is what we're worried about. In Well, I'm sorry. You just got a nude picture. Mm-hmm. Is it your naked dog? Mm-mm. What is that? Oh, whose nipple is that? Mm-hmm. Is that your nipple? Mm-mm. All right. Well, I don't feel. I good. need answers. Is Wait, a... is that you? Don't know who that came from? No, I know exactly who it came from. All right. I mean, not because I recognize it. It's because the name came it's up. It's a hairy nipple. Yes, it is. Rosa. I don't want to know whose nipple that is. And now I feel like I know who it is because I only know one person that would send that.
Amy King. What's going on? Does he on? work here? Yes. Does he do a show called The Dark Secret Place? Maybe. <laughs> I knew it. So can we break this mold set in motion something new? Forgetting what we know. An evolution overdue. Fight the current. Call the record. Get away. Are we not that nipple i beg of you i've already seen mystery sender said i'm so embarrassed this was meant for dave ross <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh that that just that just took it to a new level uh i've oh. already seen petros's lack of a nipple i don't need to see any more co-workers nipples the i don't think this is not i don't think this is going to start an avalanche of nipple picks is it it might. Two is not an avalanche. You've gotten two nipple pictures sent to you in two weeks. Okay, but only one of them is still on my phone. You can delete pictures, but they never really go away. Do they? Do they? Do they? One well, o'clock hour, I wanted to remind everybody that we have this powerlifting 82-year-old grandma who is a badass. I want this grandma at my Thanksgiving dinner. This She, she was... Beating the living crap out of a guy broke into her home, and her telling the story of doing it is just as entertaining as the actual fight would have been. Well, it looks like Texas has criminalized the digital act of sending unwanted nude photos to people through dating apps or other digital means. We're talking a Class C misdemeanor with a fine of up to $500. Would you consider this more, less, or the same as somebody wagging ham on the street out here? Um, here's the thing. Uh, and I mean, but just in the I don't know of the guy that's wagging it. the ham, right? But chances are, I'm going to know the guy who's sending me the nude pictures. If you're engaged in a digital relationship with somebody mm-hmm. new and mm-hmm. you're messaging on Bumble or whatever the hell it is, um, and you think it's all copacetic to shoot over a picture of your your uh, your nether regions there, and she, you've misread that signal. You have misread that thing, and she does not want to see that. She could have now legal recourse if they pass this law. You could be found guilty of a misdemeanor and fined of up to $500 for misreading that signal. Now, here's the thing. This this is like a Tuesday in 2019. Right. The kids do this. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of missed signals just like there used to be when we were out there dating where somebody is sitting with somebody else. You think you're having a nice time. Maybe the guy thinks it's more than it is. Maybe reaches over, puts his hand on your leg or something, and you're like, whoa, wait, no. So the 2019 version of that is sending a nude picture. So are you are you? And saying I don't think that, that that should be criminalized. So you're saying the, the better version of this is not necessarily making it a Class C misdemeanor, but telling girls and women or anybody, telling everybody that when you use a phone, when you are engaged in a relationship like this, 
here's how you set boundaries. Yeah. And here, here's how you respond yes. if somebody crosses that uh, crosses yes. that line and you didn't want it. Right. Okay. All right. So if somebody, you know, I think it's, you- it, I think it goes back to our talk earlier about adversity, <laughs> honestly, and like oh oh dealing with uh, dealing with things that you don't want, right? That are, make you feel uncomfortable. You don't want them. Then you need to say, I don't want this. Uh, just in the future, that's not cool. I don't need to see that. All right? If you're not into it. Well, I think uh, on the for- one end. Furthermore, (laughs) why are people in Sacramento like Senator Ling Ling Chang, who's behind this, why aren't they in Burbank fixing the five that's been under construction since I moved here 15 years ago? Why isn't the five through Norwalk done? Why are we worried about nude pictures? Is that really something that is a scourge on the state of California right now? Well, if, for example, we started being overwhelmed by pictures of nude homeless people maybe maybe that would be wait just a darn minute i think you're on to something because then we could finally get something done i think you're on to something if we can get the homeless if we can get homeless people to start sending lawmakers nudes Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they'll pay attention maybe they'll pay attention get some real work done here you know if we could if we nick we need to get some phones down to Skid Row, and we need to get some homeless nudes. Is that you? I like I go down there and do it. Yeah, or I just like distribute them through the streets, and I you say and, you know what to do. Yeah, I, I think we get a bunch of burner. What phones. if we do like a program, yeah, and we're like, hey, here's this phone, and it has one number programmed, right? Then yeah. you go straight to the man himself. Yeah. Gavin, and then Shannon, you, will sort oh, of me, them I don't want the them. Ones. No, but you're them. used to it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm used right. to it. Yeah. Two is not used to it. I'm not used to it. Still jarring. Gary, your phone's lighting up. Yeah. Stop it. More nipples headed your way. Ooh. Uh, Who's that? I think we're on to something. We're gonna have to flesh out this homeless news flesh out program. But I think we have hit on something here. I think uh, this is something that would make John and Ken proud. This is like heads on a stick stuff right here. Mm, We're going to enact um, change. Is this the moment where I give out your, your uh, email address? It's not that hard to figure out. Gary and Shannon will continue. Speaking of Gavin Newsom, he wants to close down a prison because, of course, he does. Move all those inmates into his house there. And thank everyone for their service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary and Shannon will continue. I want to wake up where you're Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Swamp Watch comes along at uh, 1230. We'll get into the story regarding Rick Perry calling Donald Trump the chosen one sent by God to rule over us. Okay. Well. Rule, huh? Well, I mean, if, if you believe that God is in control of all things, then yes. Right? It's, I mean, it chooses imperfect people 
for be role models at times. Anyway, we'll talk about that at 1230. Also, a big storm coming in on Wednesday. We expect the rain to start Wednesday morning and the potential for it to uh, cause some snow closures on the I-15 and I-5. It's going to be a great travel day. So the last time we checked in with the California prison situation, we had an overcrowding issue that the feds did not like. So they told us to do something about it. So what California decided to do was just let guilty people out, right? Mm-hmm. Low-level offenders that included things like uh, people who were guilty of assault and battery and all those Prop 57, 47, AB 109 type things, right? That's what we did to address the overcrowding issue instead of creating more space for the people who have been put away after chance, after chance, after chance. Is that right? That's about right. Okay. Um, so now the new plan is to go ahead and instead of adding more space to take away space and shut down a state prison. That's the latest brainchild from Sacramento and Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom sat down with the uh, Fresno Bee editorial board. And when they were talking about criminal justice reform within the state of California, he brought up the idea of closing one of our state prisons. So then what do you do with all the people who live in said prison? Do they just get a get a pass? Gavin Newsom stands at the at the gate as they're as they're walking out mm-hmm. and he has what appears to be just a maybe a quarter inch dowel that's about two feet long. Mm-hmm. And on the end of it, he has he has fashioned a a star out of cardboard and 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 that star is now wrapped in tin foil, So it looks shiny like like a fairy's wand. And as each inmate comes out the gate, he blesses them. He bling. I pronounce you not a prisoner. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. I pronounce you not a prisoner. You get freedom and you get freedom and you get freedom. I pronounce you not prisoner he says that closing a state prison is one of the few ways to truly save a lot of money well no s there's a lot of ways to save money but they don't mean that they're good ideas not for public safety i i just i I don't even know why this is a thing because he wants to be known as doing something big regardless of the consequences he even said i would like to see in my lifetime and hopefully my tenure again tenure if he's talking about if he serves two terms as governor, he's talking about within eight years, he wants to have a state prison shut down. He says we shut down a state prison, but you can't do that flippantly. And you can't do that without the support of the union, support of these communities, the staff. And that requires an alternative that can meet everyone's needs and desires. They say that this would represent a step toward rehabilitation and away from incarceration. Listen, I'm all about fixing the the reason why people end up in prison i'm all about that but you've got to go back to the beginning you've got to put more programs in place to steer people away from those decisions you whether it's whether it's giving uh, uh lower income money uh, or lower income people more help more resources more support 
I don't know. But that's where you do the work. You don't go post haste once all those bad decisions were already made and then just say, okay, you can just get out. You're free. And then you haven't done it. It's a dues gap. If you want to make the prison population smaller, you've got to go to the root of the issue. If it's income inequality that's steering too many people into a life of crime, then tackle that. But tackle that at the root, at the outset. Not after the fact. Yeah. His logic, you can't do this flippantly. You can't shut a state prison down flippantly. You also can't shut down a state prison without a slowdown, without a downturn in the need for incarceration. It's exactly right. And that's not what's happening. No. We're not seeing, uh, you know, vast swaths of the state of California go crime free. You don't shut down a prison, let everybody out, and then just say, look, they're good people because they're not in prison anymore. I pronounce you not a prisoner. And he gives them like mints. Like at Morton's. And a little to-go bag. And maybe a coupon for a burger. Uber rides. And He could arrange Uber rides. They could have a a public-private partnership with Uber to provide rides. More importantly, he can then turn to you. The person who has not ever spent time justice adjacent. Well, I actually have. And t- I was in that cell. Okay, well, then me, who's never spent time justice adjacent. And there was at one time. And, and say, Dodger Stadium. say to me that I'm a bad person because I don't want to give not a prisoner a job in my small business or something like that. By the way, side note, they originally started talking about shutting down San Quentin. In 1857, they talked about shutting down San Quentin. That is a ridiculous property. I mean, you know how much money could be made if you shut down San Quentin? Here's the other thing. You've got to shut down death row in California because Scott Peterson and all those guys are in their own cells with their own televisions and we're spending so much on them and they will never be executed. So why are we spending all this money on death row? The real estate. The real estate alone. I just, just drove by estate. it this weekend. I mean, it, it's a beautiful view of the city. It's two, it, right on the water. Two billion is the estimate. And I think that's low. That is, a, yes, that is low. Because that is a huge piece of property. All the buildings, it's not just a prison. Yeah. All right, coming up next, cannabis churches. Jesus and weed, people. Jesus and weed. Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon, we are following what appears to be breaking news out of Hollywood. Reports of an officer down. This is at Sunset Boulevard and Highland Avenue. The initial reports were that there was an altercation with a man with a machete at a Chick-fil-A. Looking at live pictures there from Fox 11 and quite a, a bit of blood on the street there. Don't know if this is the man's blood, the officer's blood, what that is, but it's a huge, huge pool. Yeah, you're going to see a large police presence in that area as well. It looks like Sunset is going to be closed between Las Palmas and Highland for some time. And like you said, there 
There were reports one call went out as a robbery of an auto zone on Highland where a suspect took a battery and some jumper cables. And this incident specifically at Sunset may be related to that. Um, we're keeping an eye on this because this is all happening. Those are two right very now. different things: right. auto zone robbery and a man with a machete and a Chick Fil A. Yeah. So again, it just the timing of them may be just a coincidence, or they could be they could be related uh, just because of the location as well. There was. Um, hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye and see if we can try to find some uh, some more information. But again. Report of, we believe, what may be an officer down. CBS LA says two patients have been transported. One of the patients is an LAPD officer with non-life-threatening injuries. So that was from CBS just one minute ago. Excellent. All right. Uh, Cannabis and church. Okay. This is an interesting marriage, is it not? April Mancini is the founder of... Jaw Healing Church Services. This is in a green cabin along the main drag up there in Big Bear. At Jaw Healing Church Services, joints are passed around. Now, April, the founder, says she was drawn to the idea of cannabis as a religious sacrament a handful of years ago when she met a Rastafarian who was running the place as an unlicensed medical dispensary. When I read that, I think drug dealer. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I don't know why. Why would you say that? I mean, that's what that is, right? Well, if you're running an unlicensed dispensary, yes. you're selling pot yes. illegally. Right. Okay. April said, listen, I'm a Christian. I wasn't sure in the beginning whether I could do this. I didn't want to go against God. And then she studied the Bible for references to cannabis. Blake? I know you're not listening, but I'm going to refresh. <laughs> I have no verses on cannabis. I don't know a single No, thing. no, no, no. Not even necessarily cannabis, but maybe cannabosum. Also, no. Any I don't know. sort of okay. drugs in the Bible that you can remember? I can't think of at least any offhand where they're very pro-drug. There was a um, there was an anointing oil that was mentioned in Exodus. Well, yeah, they, yeah, you anoint leaders with oil and stuff like that. Like fragrant cane or even sweet calamoo. Yeah, that's pronounced. Fra- they talk about fragrances all the time, but there's right. a difference between a fragrance and a, and this dank weed. Yes, right. It's in like Dave four twenty. Uh, Dave, that verse. Yeah, got it. October 2017, April filed paperwork for the state to incorporate the jaw-healing Kemetic Temple of the Divine. And the newly registered church would stop requiring medical cards for marijuana for people 21 and over. And they say, largely Christian, but you sprinkle in some Rastafarianism and Buddhism and Judaism as well. Is the Bible kind of like the impeachment inquiry in that you can read into it whatever you want to read into it? Like when she says she scours the Bible for references to (laughs) cannabis, there are none. So is she reading a parable about uh, about uh, insert name of biblical character here doing insert biblical activity here yes and reading into it that that is code for smoking pot may have been high while she was looking through the bible so that may have helped okay but i don't and i think it's just that there are some big things that the bible says and then other things that it kind of leaves open let me read to you from titus the second verse 
12. Chapter 2, verse 12. Right. Denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Right. Now, I would argue, however, there is wine in the Bible. Right. A that's lot the first of wine. That's the first miracle. And right. it says not to drink to drunkenness. Right. Right. But it doesn't say don't drink. It doesn't say Correct. soberly. And even soberly in that context, you could argue, does it mean... Does it mean stone cold sober? Does it mean sober or just mean like, have your wits about exactly. you when you're I making decisions? Exactly well, what I it think is. a lot of, like she said, read into the Bible. There's a lot of people who go into it and say, well, if it doesn't specifically say I can't do this one thing, they go into it like a rule book. Yes. And oh, it doesn't specifically say don't, exactly. Don't smoke the weed. So I guess I can smoke and sell the weed. Right. I think that's what do, that's what's happening. If now, you're so. If you so need validation your pot oh that you're willing to (laughs) you're willing to erect a church to get it this is what i don't understand why can't you just do your pot why do you have to validate it by saying it's a religion or part of your religion like if you want to go it's 2019 you want to go get high every day go get high every day you don't have to like have a a story you don't have to have like some sort of weird front like it's because of god that i get high just go get high or if you and if you don't want to do that, you want to keep it public and you want to be around other people while you're high, just walk down the Santa Monica Pier. You get high. You get high in four minutes. You get high before you cross that little bridge that goes down and empties you out right next to the merry-go-round. Yeah. You're high. Are you still high? You're too effing high. <laughs> All right. We'll talk trending when we come back. <laughs> Used to meet me on the east side In the city where the sun goes in And every day you know where we ride Through the back streets in a blue Corvette And baby you know I just wanna live tonight We can go anywhere Gary and Shannon KFI AM 640 live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. Couple things to tell you about. Number one, with regard to weed in the Bible, somebody referred me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 12. Here it is. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. Oh, so that's man. God signing off on weed. Weed. Also of note, we got this pitch. Nick got this pitch. Apparently, people are drugging their family this Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. not funny. They're drugging them with CBD oil. Okay, that's abuse. Somebody's selling these oils that they say you just put a little bit of a. They call it CBD floaters. So when you're making cocktails for your family no. at Thanksgiving, they're saying, squeeze a little uh, CBD oil in there, take the edge off, make everybody a little bit nicer to each other. There's a cannabis-infused gravy also that I found. So people are being drugged now. Yeah. That's Could you sue someone? Yeah, it? you can sue yeah, someone that's, that, right? Uh, I don't think that's a great idea. Okay. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm not doing it. Okay, well, don't. Yeah, I'm not doing it either, right? So you don't want to do an interview on about, about this? No. All right. Well, I would get mad. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it to myself. If I'm going to drug someone. I'm going to drug myself. I'm going to drug me. All right. What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. What's happening? 
quick update on that story that just came out of Hollywood. LAPD was responding to a call at Fountain and Highland. Um, ambulances have taken two people away from the scene. One of them believed to be the officer with not life, non-life-threatening injuries, and then one person with a gunshot. Now, if this was, if it supposedly started as a robbery call, somebody with a machete apparently, and that would make sense because the officer may get a couple of cuts at the same time shooting the guy with the uh, machetes. What it appears to be, but we'll get more details. All right, we do have a storm expected to slam Southern California. Looks like some actual real weather just in time for the Thanksgiving getaway time. They say that this cold storm could hit the area as soon as tomorrow night with moderate rain starting Wednesday morning and then lasting until the weekend. They're saying isolated thunderstorms, heavy downpour, small hail. They say the grapevine could see a snowfall total of as much as three to six Hmm. inches. I cannot remember the last time there was rain on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and I don't know if it's just because the the ones I remember of being sunny and, you know, playing football in, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, whatever it was, I don't remember there being rain on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and Christmas down here are usually beautiful. Usually sunburn times. Yeah. Um, The president and vice president actually got together at the White House today to honor Conan, the canine Belgian Malinois, I guess that's an that's repetitive. The military Belgian Malinois who was wounded in the raid that took out Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. The president said it was a flawless attack. Al-Baghdadi's gone. We have we gave Conan a medal and a plaque and he's a very very good dog. Mike Pence is just seen like petting him the whole time. Dude, I don't think you're supposed to be petting those dogs. I don't think so either because <laughs> petting means something to those dogs. And Pence is treating him like a like a like your dog. Like he's who grabbing him by his ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like Mike, that dog could F you up, man. <laughs> I wonder if they would Well, no, they wouldn't do that. What? But you can would see they the drop handler? a little C B D floater in his uh, doggy kibble no. just to calm him down a little no. bit. Just so he didn't Take off the vice president's hand. Drugging the dog. His handler does look kind of pissed, though, in that video while Pence is petting him. They always tell you that. I mean, even if they do, when you service dogs, you can't do that. And it can be anything from this kind of badass bone bone sniffing, bomb sniffing, you know, terrorist killing dog there to somebody, somebody's uh, insulin dog. You're not supposed to them they're working they're busy right okay uh we had some sick cruise passengers six people who got sick aboard a norwegian cruise line ship docked at the port of la yesterday were evaluated by paramedics as they disembarked four were sent to the hospital for further medical treatment we don't know what this illness was oh i think i know what it was was it the uh shigella what was that called the shigella blues yeah no, I think it was the cruise ship blues, but I don't remember. I used to have the song, and now I can't find it. Mm. Okay, we set it up for set it up for nothing. Thieves have stolen about a hundred pieces of royal jewelry from a world-renowned museum in Dresden, Germany. They're calling this loss unimaginable. So there are two suspects that were caught on surveillance video, and they were filmed entering this museum, the Green Vault. This after they bent back a metal grill and broke the glass. They got the jewelry, they grabbed it, 
They took off by car. And the items taken, according to the museum docents, were priceless. This is this. I guess the location of this, I didn't realize a former royal palace founded in the 18th century by August the Strong, Elector of Saxony and later the King of Poland. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty brazen. You just don't see this uh, very much anymore. You ever dabbled in the black market baloney? Have I? Trade? Have I? I didn't know that there was a black market for bologna. Well, where else would you buy? I enjoy bologna. At the deli. Bologna is one of those uh, underrated. It's great. It's great great by itself. It's great in a sandwich. It's great on a cracker. It's great anywhere. I haven't had bologna in a long time. (laughs) And turns out. 14, hey, hold on a second. They call them rolls of bologna? No, nobody does that. 14 rolls of Mexican bologna were prohibited from entering the U.S. because the pork has the potential to introduce foreign animal diseases into the U.S. pork industry. The seizure was made at the Bridge of the Americas International Crossing after... So what are they going to do? That's a lot of bologna. That's 150 pounds of bologna. Yeah. What do they do with it? Well, they could do a couple things. bad? They they got rid of it. They, they could send it, it they back. They destroyed it. They destroyed it? That's a waste yeah. of meat. I destroyed spaghetti and meatballs last night. Not by eating it. You don't know that. That was the official word is that they destroyed it because it was contraband. That's a waste. Is you a know how many people waste. that could have fed? You just think if you had Mexican bologna, 14 rolls of Mexican bologna on that Norwegian uh, cruise ship. Me and my baby. Take off of the Mexican Riviera. See, Mexican baloney. Uh-huh. <laughs> we enjoy the free midnight buffet <laughs> and spend the time dancing the night away. <laughs> but a fire in the engine room pulled a big damper on my mood. And I had to hang my butt oh, God. over the rail <laughs> to do number two. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that was that cruise where they had buckets of feces in the hallways? God, I would have jumped off that GD ship. Oh, God, I wouldn't care about broken legs or anything. You've got to evacuate that. Oh, there was plenty of evacuation that went on in that boat. All right, coming up next. Football. A lot of football to talk about. Ten and one. Unbelievable. Ten and one, baby. Let's go. Carrie and Shannon will continue in just a moment. the two turkeys that are up for a pardon at the White House. What are their names? What are their names? Do you want to guess? Ketchup and mustard. They're two of my favorite things. Joe Montana <laughs> said, am I right? Am I in the right? Bread and butter. Oh, I I put down so much bread and butter over the weekend because we, we got uh, raviolis from Joe's. 
and that sourdough, hey, you'll punch your mother I, for that. I was just, you said bread. Yeah. I immediately thought of sourdough. Yeah. And then I immediately thought, how come I can't find good sourdough around here? Because L.A. doesn't have it. L.A. does not have good sourdough. You need the moisture coming off the bay. That's what it that's is? That's exactly what it is. I mean, there's a cracked wheat that I'll go for. A cracked wheat yeah, sourdough. Yeah, that, that's that the like. one. The big the, the round loaf. loaf. Yeah. That's the best sourdough you're going to find. Carve some of that here. out and put it in a it, I mean, it's good weighted blanket because and sit on top of that. I'd be 400 mm. pounds if I lived in Sac- uh, San Francisco because of that bread. Which I'm not ruling out in the future. I don't know how to respond to that. Because I'm not going to say, oh, you're almost there now. No, because that doesn't make any sense. I know, but I want to. Like, there's. I feel like you just, you just pitched a softball, and I just watched it go by. Yeah. Well, that was mature of you. Was it? Let's talk football. Touchdown! Three point shot. Home run. Hat trick. Something from golf. Uppercut. All gas, no brakes. It's time for Gary and Shannon's hot sports takes. All right, all the haters. They'd be going after Jimmy G and trying to find something wrong with this team that is nothing but perfection. Sit your asses down. <laughs> wow. Because that was a season-high passer rating last night. Pass game was on. Run game was on. George Kittle's playing with a broken ankle. The defense was unstoppable. D Ford was out, but Fred Warner stepped up with 11 tackles, I believe a sack, and a forced fumble. Listen, the... The 49ers played a good Packers team. This they were not this They're is not a pushover team. They were eight and two. And I thought for sure it was gonna be a much more difficult struggle for them. I they thought it was like gonna they be they were playing Yeah, they Oakland. well I mean, it was the same thing when the when the Packers came out to play the Chargers. That was that same team that I saw last night. Yeah. They couldn't get anything going. There's no rhythm and there was no protection. I mean Rodgers gets it out pretty quick. He was sacked seven times. I thought it was going to be more like that Seattle Monday night game, you know, of just back and forth, uh, just a thriller from start to finish. Yeah. And it was not that, but it was damn fun to watch. It was fun to watch. There were a couple of things that you didn't get to see because you were there. Uh, they, before the game, did a video talking about the defensive prowess of this team narrated by Ronnie Lott. Oh, man, I want to see that. I got to find that, that somewhere. That was really cool. And then the other thing was they spent a lot of time right before kickoff talking about the connections between the two teams. You know, coaches that, yeah. you know, well, coached together when they were kids. This and- was this this coach was Kyle Shanahan's boss. Right. And every time Kyle Shanahan has faced one of his ex-bosses this year, he kills them. I mean, this is a guy whose play calling has been totally underrated. I mean, screw Sean McVay. What Kyle Shanahan is doing with that offense this year is well. And, and the um, uh, the head coach for the Packers, his brother is a coach for the Forty ers and then the head coach for the Packers, his uh, was like roommates with the defensive coordinator for the Forty ers It's really incestual. Very the and NFL overall. They showed the t- like the group picture. Everybody's families were there and everything before yeah. the game. They go out on the field and they showed him taking a group picture. There's like. Eight guys who all knew each other, oh, yeah. or grew up with each other, or and coached with each you're other. You're going to find that with every matchup, pretty much, yeah. um, in every game. There's so many connections because it, the coaching carousel is just that. It's a carousel. Um, well, I have to say congratulations. You said when we were picking our fantasy four-play games on Friday that Matt Ryan and the Falcons have broken your heart too many times. And so you decided to pick the Bucks, and yeah. you were right. 
And then after I picked the Bucks, I thought, Jameis Winston's going to make me look like a fool. It's going to make me look like a fool. He's going to fold under pressure, and he didn't. Did you like how I showed maturity texting you? You said it very clearly. You just said nice uh, nice pick on the Bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice of you. Oh, thank you. But then the emoji war that we got into last night about a totally different topic, uh, I couldn't keep up. I you. <laughs> the last one was pretty much my uh, my masterpiece. Yes, that was. I feel like you've been sitting on that one for some time. No, it came just... to me. It came to me when I was sitting in that hotel room on a high. <laughs> um, why did this guy not get more Twitter followers after this uh, selfie that was taken with Dwayne Haskins? Oh, Dwayne Haskins, who missed the kneel down victory formation snap. They had to send out Case Keenum because he was taking a selfie with a fan. The, the cornerback just caught an interception in the final seconds of the game. Everybody goes wild. The Redskins win 1916. Um, but there was still a couple of seconds left on the, the clock. So Redskins have to go out and run a play, which you know, victory formation, which just means everybody's gathered around run the cornerback. The clock, yeah. He just kneels down, clock keeps running. But he was taking a selfie with some guy in the stands. It's great. Uh, Jaime Lopez Verduzco. And are, I, are we following him? Uh, no, do you want to? Sure. Okay, we'll follow him. He's now up to 170. How does he not have more followers? I don't get that. I, this, the, the thing is all over the place. I mean, if you're a Redskins fan, you don't like I think that's probably what the thing is. Like, who's paying attention to the Redskins? Zero people. Well, I guess I think he's from... That was Dwayne Haskins' first start, wasn't it? Uh, no, second oh. start. It was the second one. Anyway, and then tonight, Rams are going to have to host a very difficult Baltimore team. Uh, those Ravens are real. And, uh, can't wait. That Lamar Jackson, eh, I, I don't know how you get in that guy's way. That's why next week, the Chargers game, were able to shut them down in the playoffs in that wild card round. This is different. I feel like this is very it different. It is different. And next, he has gotten even better. Next week's game with the 49ers in Baltimore to take mm-hmm. on the Ravens. That's oh, yeah, because this game's in L.A. tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. That game's here. I'm excited to watch the Rams lose. It's going to feel good. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get into Swamp Watch, talk about what's going on in D.C. Gary and Shannon will... Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Big night for uh, Taylor Swift last night. She broke Michael Jackson's record, 24 American Music Awards, with 29 now of her own. Um, I only saw a few minutes of that American Music Awards last night. I got to see Shania Twain, picked her out of the crowd, didn't see her perform. But uh, when Taylor won something, I don't remember what she was that we were watching, what portion of it was when she won something but you're taylor swift you don't have to pretend anymore the whole that you're excited oh my god uh, me i didn't think they were uh, me of all people yes yeah. you right you, right just live in that for a while it's okay we get it yeah 
Uh, Kamal Harris wants to double the number of mental health treatment beds available across the country. This is her latest mental health policy proposal that she has unveiled today in South Carolina. Wants to increase access to virtual mental health counseling as well. There's no price tag on this, by the way. Oh, well, is there ever? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Might as well just use fantasy money. Well, that's where we're going to begin our swamp watch today. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp watch. Energy Secretary Rick Perry, soon to be former Energy Secretary Rick Perry, has praised Donald Trump in an interview that was shown on Fox and Friends. He told Ed Henry that the president was the chosen one sent by God to rule over America. How much does the president love that? Perry said God's used imperfect people all through history. King David wasn't perfect. Saul wasn't perfect. Solomon wasn't perfect. Who looks to Rick Perry for their spiritual guidance? I don't know. He said he shared his thoughts with Trump on paper recently. He said, Mr. President, I know there are people that say you said you were the chosen one and I said you were. I said, if you're a believing Christian, you understand God's plan for the people who rule and judge over us on this planet and our government. And listen, Rick Perry is... I think Rick Perry's suggesting that President Trump was the positive one and was put there for a reason, and it was all in God's plan. And if that's the place, that's fine. But you have to understand that God also put – if that logic is true, God also put Hitler in place for a reason. And God put Genghis Khan in plan for a reason. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is Genghis Khan or Hitler. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to – these have to go both ways. You have to understand that. I got to say, I still think my favorite, uh, or I guess the, 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 the FNU that provides me with the most comedy uh, from this administration since he was put into office in 2016 is the FNU of naming Rick Perry head of the department that he wanted to eliminate. <laughs> right. Like that is, to, it, to me, it's comedy. I mean, it's, it, I don't know if it, if it, if it hurts anybody, I'm not sure, but uh that's that's just a F and U to the whole establishment, isn't it? Uh, if last week you thought to yourself, gosh, we need another person running for the Democratic nomination for president. Well, today is your lucky day. We understand that uh, New York City former mayor Michael Bloomberg is now in the race. Aaron Katursky joining us to cover the story for ABC and for KFI. Aaron, what's going on? Michael Bloomberg has uh, entered the race with a $37 million ad buy and uh, comporting himself to be a a doer, a job creator. Bloomberg LP employs 20,000 people, somebody whose philanthropy has gone to uh, democratic causes like gun safety and combating climate change, someone who is best positioned to beat Donald Trump a year from now. I want to go back to that $37 million price tag on that TV buy-in. That's not going over well with a lot of people that he will be facing off against, like Bernie Sanders. And and Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders has said, you know, that Bloomberg is trying to buy his way to the, the Democratic nomination. And the uh, Elizabeth Warren just today had some fairly harsh words for uh, for, for Mike Bloomberg, saying that this is not a, a bet that's going to end well, uh, given his, uh, his 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 big money that's 
in a in a race where they, the electorate has not shown to be too kind to to billionaires. Uh, and and Elizabeth Warren said Michael Bloomberg is making a bet about democracy in 2020. He doesn't need people. He only needs bags and bags of money. And she said, I think Michael Bloomberg is wrong. I have a question, Aaron, from a, for a guy from New York. Uh, one of the uh, statements that was made in this announcement video today was after the September 11th attacks, Michael Bloomberg led the city towards safety, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of rubbed it, me the wrong way. Well, it did because, number one, the image that we think of when we think of a mayor after the September 11th attacks, it's, it's Rudy I, Giuliani. Yeah, right. So right. do you as a New York guy, uh, how does that strike you that, that Bloomberg, who took office a few months after the attacks, is sort of crediting himself with, you know, the, uh, I don't know, keeping New York safe after that? Well, I, I think he can rightly claim to have, you know, dug the city out from under the rubble. Um, you know, Giuliani uh, certainly steered the, the city on the day and its immediate aftermath. But uh, I think you can give some credit to, to the Bloomberg administration for how it handled, you know, the the rebuilding effort and kind of the, the rise from the ashes, the increase in tourism, the, 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 the lowering of crime. Um, that began under David Dinkins, continued under Giuliani, and then and then Bloomberg, um, and that of course cuts both ways to a Democratic electorate not so enamored of stop and frisk policies when it comes to that. But um, I, I think you can give him some credit. Uh, you know whether you like using it in the ad. Giuliani faced similar criticism for using 9/11 when he right. ran for president. I remember that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I... And maybe that's just because that was something that happened in my lifetime, and I, it's still kind of uh, you know a, a raw thing. And when I see people using footage of nine eleven in any sort of campaign ad, I don't know. I just, it's poor taste for me. But um, Aaron, uh, but, but also remember, I mean, nine eleven has been so co opted by yeah. all sorts of different interests, you know, and uh, I, you know, you you can argue that it's. It, it isn't new. I guess. I, I guess that you know the idea that that it would be used for political purposes. Like I say, Giuliani did the same thing. Um, you know, others have done it, and um, and and you know, or show themselves at a nine eleven ceremony. It's not a. Right. It may not be in the greatest of taste, but it's been done. Yeah. Um, what is it with the timing of this? Was there any indication as to why Bloomberg? Why now? Well, it, it, it is an interesting question. I mean, eight months ago, he said he, he did not see a clear path for him winning the nomination. And I'm not sure that calculus has necessarily changed. But what has changed, it appears, is his faith in the current crop of Democratic candidates, notably Joe Biden. And I think his entry into the race has to be seen as a, as a tacit slap at Biden's viability, because, uh, you know, Bloomberg like many Democrats, thinks the most important priority is beating Donald Trump a year from now, and, and he just doesn't seem to think that the front runner is up to the job. Mm. All right. We appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron Katursky there in New York. And again, Bloomberg is in, made his official announcement in a video today. And uh, I went through the video. Uh, he doesn't say a word the entire time. It's someone else doing a big voiceover thing, like a campaign ad as yeah. his announcement. Um, we do know that he's going to start his campaigns. Uh, the official appearances, I think, in Virginia is where he will start. But remember, he's not going to be on the ballot in some of those earlier states, Iowa, New Hampshire, et cetera. Right. All right. When we come back, speaking of uh, on the ballot, we know a couple of people now who are going to be running for Katie Hill's seat in the 21st, uh, sorry, 25th congressional district that I have to choose. Oh, right. And she says that she was dehumanized. dehumanized. Yeah, there's that. Okay. 
Gary and Shannon will continue in a moment. You know it's fine, I go, oh, maybe the KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Shout out to Miguel. That's all we're going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Because we don't want to get him in trouble. But hey, if you have <laughs> if you have a recommendation for good sourdough bread. And don't come at me with La Brea Bakery. No. Don't come at come me on. with that. Give me some legit good sourdough bread. You're not going to find it. It's nothing compared to San Francisco. It just I, isn't. I know. I, just, I want some good sourdough bread. Big storm coming in on Wednesday. Wednesday morning is when we'll start to see some of the uh, the rain roll in. But until then, it's going to be pretty windy in some areas. So uh, keep an eye on that because you never know when your power is going to go out. Am I right? Am I right? I'm right about that. Hey, um, former Trump aide George Papadopoulos is going to be running for Congress. Made the announcement uh, on Fox and Friends, I think it was saying that he decided to get into this race because he knows that California has a lot of wasted potential when it comes to politics. Absolutely. Uh, Given that this is uh, Thanksgiving week, I'm very thankful uh, for the opportunity to announce my candidacy for California's 25th Congressional District. There you go. Uh, 32 years old. He pleaded guilty a couple of years ago as part of uh, Bob Mueller's investigation into election interference, although he was eventually... The things that he was convicted of didn't really have anything to do with that. He did spend two weeks behind bars. $10,000 $10,000 fine, 200 hours community service. He says um, that he's been living in California for over a year and a half, and he says people every single day, they tell me we need a candidate to represent the community that has an America first agenda at heart that supports the president and if elected to Congress would propose and enact legislation that would advance this agenda. So, this is really Steve Knight's seat to lose, right? I think so. I, I think there's... I think after the the Katie Hill uh, trouble with extra relationships, whatever uh, that that they there may have been a sense of you know what we should have just stuck with Steve. We knew that we knew our known quantity would have been better. Katie Hill, by the way, said the attacks against her before she resigned were dehumanizing. Of course, there were several media publications that published nude photos of Hill. And as the Hill points it out, the Hill is a, uh, isn't it left-leaning? Yeah. Yeah, left-leaning publication. This is what the Hill says. Conservative outlets and tabloids published nude photos of Hill without her consent, along with allegations that she had an improper relationship with a member of her staff. Well, she's in the picture. Allegations? Allegations. She admitted to it. Yeah, and she's in the picture with said member of said staff. Furthermore, if you're going to take naked photos and you're a public person, good luck. You're rolling the dice there. Yeah, I listen, I agree with her that they should not have been out there. But you also have to do the mental gymnastics to somehow blame a naked photo. They weren't taken through a window. They weren't taken while you were in the shower and didn't expect it. You were combing the woman's hair while she was sitting between your legs. And somebody else in the room took a picture. And you didn't go, give me that. Uh, No, we're not. No. There was also a point where you were taking bong rips with no clothes on and said, hey, why don't you take a picture of me now? 
Yes, I agree with you. It's not right for those pictures to be published without her permission. But there's a, there's got to be a point where you go. Maybe I shouldn't have taken them in the first place. We've seen Elliot, or not Elliot Spitzer, uh, Anthony Weiner's. Yes, you know what I mean. And he took his own picture. That's right. Um, By the way, to clarify, she did admit to the relationship with a member of her campaign staff, but denied that she was having an affair with a member of her congressional staff. Well, then why did she resign? She's the one who resigned. That's. If she didn't violate any of the rules of Congress, then why resign? Because Because we know what she looks like when she's naked brushing hair now? I know. I hate that image. What is it about that that's so off-putting? What is that, Jay? Um, So the story about the defense secretary and the secretary of the Navy is not super easy to follow. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the president gave him a direct order to allow Eddie Gallagher to retire without losing his SEAL status, which would mean a lot in terms of uh, benefits going forward, honor, that sort of thing. Um, he Being a Navy SEAL accused of war crimes, that's who Eddie Gallagher was. He told reporters at the Pentagon that the verbal order from the president was the reason that the defense secretary announced that Chief Petty Officer Eddie Gallagher would be allowed to retire with his trident pin, meaning he was going to keep his uh, status as a SEAL. And the defense secretary accused the Navy secretary of secretly offering to the White House to rig the disciplinary process to make sure that he would not lose his trident. That is at least the official reason why Mark Esper asked the Navy secretary to resign, although the resignation letter was not exactly that. Um, this, I don't think this is the end of it exactly. Esper said he was flabbergasted when he learned at the White House that Spencer had gone behind his back to propose a secret deal to get this thing done. So, All right, coming up next, a massive one o'clock hour. There's so much packed into this, including a serial update. I'm not talking about podcast? Captain Crunch. Oh, That sounds good. It does sound good. You know what I, had, I bought over the weekend? I haven't cracked open yet. What? Honey bunches of oats. Not as good as Captain Crunch. Mm. You get a bowl that's about that big. Honey Bunches of Oats is like responsible cereal. That is so not true. Really? Oh, not at all. I need more sugar in my bowl. You can add. Oh, you can always add sugar. This is true. I got a whole thing. It's just a little sugar. Okay, this is for off the air. Oh, I didn't realize we were still on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the thing. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. Big news locally today. There was an officer-involved shooting in Hollywood. Stay away from the area if possible. This was at Sunset and Highland, and they're now saying that this area around Sunset, Las Palmas Avenue there is going to be closed to traffic for, they're saying, several hours. So that's going to jam things up for a long time. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but this headline that came out of Associated Press College and University Administration say they're struggling to keep up with demand for mental health services on campus. 
the AP went through and requested five years of data from the largest public universities in each state. And the data showed that most universities have been working to scale up their services, but they have been far outpaced by the demand for those mental health services. Well, one of the uh, big stories um, that came out, man, this had to be six or eight years ago, it seems like now. Um, the the real sort of, um, I don't know, on the Mount Rushmore of podcasts, how's that? I would say that Serial is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of podcasts. Serial was the story of Heyman Lee. She was 17 years old and she was killed. And they believed that Adnan Syed was was the kid who did it. He was convicted of strangling her. They had dated at one point, and he was convicted in 2000 of strangling Heyman Lee and burying her body in a park in Baltimore. The time that we first heard about this case, for the most part, uh, was when Serial dedicated its entire first season to Adnan Syed's case in 2014. And records were set in terms of the number of people who were listening to this. I remember my wife listened to this uh, just religiously. Yeah. Uh, we all did. Much I mean, more so than she ever listened to our show. Well, mm. our show was new. You know, it wasn't that good in the beginning. <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it shattered all records when it comes to podcast streaming, downloading. And it was just done so well. And I forget who the um, the woman was who was the reporter and the narrator, but she had such a great delivery and um, the there was just discrepancies with the investigation. Now, cops will tell you that you're always going to find that, you know, you're going to if you pick if you nitpick hard enough, you're going to find discrepancies. Sarah Koenig. Sarah Koenig. She was great. Um, but there was just some things that didn't add up about the investigation. She had interviews with Adnan Syed, who came across as very likable. In the podcast. Right. Um, a couple of Maryland courts found that he deserved a new trial uh, based on the attention that was that came. I mean, the, not that he gets a new trial because of the attention, but the attention that the podcast brought to it convinced other people to fight on his behalf. A couple of Maryland courts agreed that his lawyer during the first trial failed to contact a woman who would have given him an alibi that said she saw Adnan Syed at a library at the time, the prosecutor said he was strangling his ex-girlfriend. That, that attorney has died. Yeah. Now, in 2018, the Maryland Court of Appeals denied Adnan Syed a new trial, even though it did agree that the work that the lawyer did left a little bit to be desired. The, uh, the state's high court said there was little chance that the outcome would have been different had that lawyer done what she should have done. So an attorney, a friend of Adnan Syed's family who first brought the case to the attention of the people at This American Life and then spin it off to do the serial podcast, said that the Supreme Court decision was fully expected. She said that Syed's defense team had been preparing to file either a habeas petition in federal court or to go back to the state court. She said this is just this was a technicality. So now that it's done, we can move forward with it. And she says he's doing fine. He's hanging in there. He knows that none of us are basically giving up. Man, he's been again, he's been in prison for 20 years. So they're saying that his efforts, his next efforts are going to look a lot like the making a murderer subject, Brendan Dassey. 
That Brendan Dassey, and we followed that one as well. Dassey, of course, is behind bars for the murder of Teresa Halbeck. He originally confessed to the crime, but eventually claimed he was coerced, remember, by the uncle and maintains his innocence. Um, he was also turned down by the Supreme Court. I forgot about that. And in October, Brendan Dassey's lawyer issued a request for clemency to the governor. So that they're saying is Adnan Syed's next step. I mean, clemency is rare, but sometimes, as we've seen, it does free inmates. You can be granted by a governor in two ways, a pardon or a commutation. A pardon waives a conviction, but the convict must admit that the crime happened. A commutation can change the original punishment. Did you follow serial after the season, after the first season? Second I one. started to, and I didn't. It didn't hold an appeal for me because it was um, the the deserter, right? right? Bo Bergdahl. I don't like Bo Bergdahl. Oh, I don't like what he did, and I didn't feel the need to be invested in that. Yeah, uh, the the third season is all about a, a much more broad look at criminal justice in America and talking with people who are justice affected or whatever term they're going to use. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get the second one, second season at all. Bo Bergdahl's not a Sympathetic character to me. Exactly. Uh, all right. I, anyway, KFI's ninth annual Postathon coming up just a week from Friday. It's going to be December sixth, broadcasting live all day from Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that feeds twenty five thousand kids every week in Southern California. One hundred percent of the donations go directly to Katarina's Club, so you can go to any Smart and Final store in California, Nevada, and Arizona. Ask about that $10 KFI Pastathon donation that features Barilla Pasta and Sauce from our friends at Barilla Pasta and Smart and Final. They'll also add 10 bucks to your bill. You get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. For more drop-off locations or to donate online, you just go to Pastathon.com. Coming up next, it is the video mm. of the day. Grandma Willie. Grandma Willie going to kick your butt. We'll introduce you to Grandma Willie when we come back. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeart radio app. What's the matter with that kid? Kids these days. I mean, serious. You look around and it's it's a different time. So in the Third Street Promenade yesterday, there was a I'm not going to give them an ad, but there was a camera company that had a trailer backed up in there and they were doing instant pictures, which by the way was an old Kodak like instamatic camera like it would just take a picture and then spit out a piece of paper mm-hmm. people were losing their minds over it like oh my gosh it's like a little piece of it's like a slice of what i see on my phone but i can hold it in my hand anyway just promoting the use of selfies for communication and you could sit there 
there were a handful of girls in that trailer for 15 minutes just doing this the whole time. That's the new world. All about the pictures. Got to know your angles. (laughs) You're making my stomach hurt. I don't know why my stomach's sore from playing football. Why is that? Because you were using all of it. You were I was it using all. it all. You were moving it all around. I was. Plus, you were cheering. You were yelling last night. I was. My voice was not good this morning. Was it? it was not a good scene, <laughs> but it came back. Oh, Grandma Willie. Rochester, New York, folks. Oof. Grandma Willie Murphy lives in Rochester, New York. She is 82 years old, and she could kick your ass. She'd kick your ass. Kick your ass. She'd I'll kick pull whole, all of our she'd asses. kick a whole room full of asses. Mm-hmm. Now, she was at home and it's dark she's getting ready for bed it's thursday night some guy starts pounding on her door and says please please call an ambulance for me now grandma willie's no dummy she did not let this guy in her house but he became angry and broke through the door yeah she says he picked the wrong house to break into. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the hole that should be filled at your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, but won't be because there's only one Grandma Willie. This is uh, Grandma Willie talking to the TV station about what happened that night. I'm alone and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. Tough. And you want to know what happens? He picked the wrong house to break into. I took that table and I went to working on him. And guess what? The table broke and it had metal. Time out a second. She broke a table on this guy. Yeah. Well, okay. she's an award winning bodybuilder. Tell. She works out every day at the Y legs and i'm jugging him jugging him jugging him what? and when he's down i'm jumping on him oh. uh, uh, uh. and <laughs> the telephone is still on for 911 yeah. i'm running in the kitchen there's a bottle of baby shampoo the on baby. the table no. i grab the shampoo and guess what what he's still on the ground no in his face all of it the whole thing. Well, baby shampoo is really gentle. No more right. tears. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can you can basically drink that and rub it in your eyes and feel nothing. Not a suggestion. No, 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 no. Right. But you could. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to get up and he's pulling. And I got the broom and he's pulling the broom mm. and I'm hitting him. Yeah. I'm hitting him with yeah. the broom, hitting him. And guess what? What? He wants to get the heck out of there and I'm trying to help him get out of the house but he's too heavy. I can't move him. Oh, Wait a minute. He's too heavy, not Grandma, hairy. Grandma Willie. He's dead weight. Dead weight. <laughs> and at that time, uh, the police arrived on the porch. Oh, my gosh. That's, how could you not have... Guess what? What? How could you not have a root, a spot for Grandma Willie at your, uh, at your table? Grandma's... It's not just Grandma Willie. Grandma's... Can be very fierce. They've been through some stuff. You know stuff. what I mean? They've seen a lot. They've been through And some they don't stuff. take any more S from people, nope. usually. They're tired of you. You do not want to mess around. Nope. They, they lack filters. And you're not going to say something to Grandma that she hasn't already heard. Right. Or something. You're not going to surprise Grandma. You are not going to break news at Grandma's show.
Not at all. No. She said they put the guy in the ambulance, and uh, she said... Uh, guess what? She said, guess what? I think he was happy went into the ambulance because I sent him in the ambulance. Yes, I did. I guess what? Yeah, Grandma Willie. <laughs> can you imagine? She's, she says she can deadlift 225 pounds. Well, do you see her arms? Yes. Are you feeling inadequate? Got to go to the gym today. I guess. Yeah. I guess what? Yeah, better go to the gym. That's what you guess what. That's what. <clears throat> All right. Um, you like Viking stories, don't you? Aren't those like your people? What? I don't know. Nordic? No. Oh, you know. Very Germanic. German. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, some British, I guess, on the other side of the family, but but no. But I'm listening. Do we have a good do we have a good Viking story coming up? Yes, we have a Viking story about treasure. Coin dealers. Adventurists in Ad- prison. Adventurists? I made that part up. I thought Nick said there was an actual word. There was, and I, I couldn't remember what it was called. They're detectorists. They De- go out right. in the countryside. Detect- with that's what I meant. They look for coins and valuables Detectorist from ancient yeah. times. Adventurist. Detect- yeah. I mean, tomato, De- tomato. Gary's people. Right. Hey, yeah. uh, another side question about uh, my time at Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. Um, does anybody in within the sound of my voice uh, own leather pants anymore? I ha- Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn them. Okay. Suppose that's what I remember when for. she was afraid to wear them on Halloween. Yeah, I was going through something. <laughs> I was going through something, and I was coerced to buy them. Um, and then I didn't wear them. I have a uh, uh, Marty sent us an email. We were asking about good sourdough bread. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be San Francisco. Yes, I but... love the guy who weighed in on Facebook and told us to go to Boudin in San Francisco. We know. Thank you. That's genius. <laughs> Well, Marty came almost that close. Yeah. And he sent us a link to Schatz Bakery. Where's that? It's in Bishop. I've been there. Then how come you didn't tell us about it? I forgot about it. Okay. Bishop's a little bit of a trek. Four and a half hours (laughs) if you leave right now. Yeah. That place is always packed, too, by the way. I get it. Yeah. There's nothing around it. I used the bathroom there one time. I got to say... if this whole thing doesn't work out, I am going to go back to work in a deli because that was really happy time of my life. Cutting meats, all the meats that you want at your disposal. Just roll after roll of illegal Mexican the, bologna. The, the thrill of the lunch rush and moving those people through. It's good times. Yeah, I'm not experienced with that. All right. Coming up next. Vikings. Viking detectorists. Adventurists. Bo- detectorists. Whatever. Gary and Shannon will continue in a moment. Every time I move, every step that I take, everywhere I look, it's right in front of my face. My foot in the shadows, my foot on the brakes, my foot to the gallows, where it's quiet and safe, every step that I take. Right, more, more love for... Uh, Schatz Bakery in Bishop. If you go, you got to try the bacon cheese bread, the sheep herder's bed, or the squaw bread, according to Tyler. Again, 
a little out of the way. Like, I don't think I'm going to hit it on the way home today, but maybe tomorrow, depending on traffic. Bishop. We're talking about Bishop. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg is now officially in. He's already had his first campaign appearance in the state of Virginia. Kicked off his campaign with a two-minute video on social media today. Launched a $100 million ad campaign to criticize President Trump. $15 million voter registration drive across across a, a group of key battleground states as well. A storm rolling in on Wednesday morning. Probably going to stay with us through uh, through Friday at the least. And they're talking about some areas farther down in Orange County getting as much as an inch and a half of rain over the course of about three days. So significant. Well, you don't know these guys, but uh, four men face years and years in jail for failing to report Viking treasure that they found on the West Midlands of England. Well, police say that this find has national importance for Anglo-Saxon coinage. Oh. And for a greater understanding of a critical time in British history. Some of the recovered coins are helping scholars rewrite history, according to the police. These these four guys are detectorists. De- detectorists. And they made their discovery in Hertfordshire, an agrarian county in that West Midlands area of England, known for their beef cattle and their cider production. Mm. But when they found the treasure, they didn't tell the guy on whose land they were detectorizing. They did not tell that farmer. Instead, they contacted dealers and the National Museum of Wales. To not, which... not those whales. No. Whales as in... As the place. Over, yeah. Got it. Okay. To which they only declared one coin each and three pieces of jewelry. They really found 300. And only 31 coins reportedly in the treasure trove have been recovered. There was also, I guess, some significant artifacts outside of the coins. They said they found a pendant made from a sphere of rock crystal... Bound with gold, they found a gold ring, a gold armband, silver bars and coins. And those were all typical of what Vikings would be using in the 9th and 10th centuries in Britain. Authorities say, as we mentioned, there are still outstanding coins from this loot. And they are urging other metal detectorists and coin dealers, hey, if you come across these, you need to give us a heads up. Because like we said, scholars need these coins to rewrite history. I didn't realize this. Not reporting found valuable items is a crime under British law. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't know that. That's excellent. Point. I mean, I did spend a lot of time uh, in college studying UK lost and found. The Treasure Act of 1996, finders are required to report their treasures to the local coroner's office within 14 days of the discovery. And then the coroner consults with the museums to figure out if these things have any value. And if they're deemed to be treasure, the Secretary of State determines whether a reward should be paid to the finder, which would be whoever occupied the land at the time of the discovery or any person who had interest in the land at the time of a finding. Do you think that your son right now is actually on a detectorist mission across the pond? Yes. Because he has not 
contacted you really you don't really know what he's up to he hasn't sent many pictures maybe it's like there's a, this trip is like yeah i'm going to london to be a tourist but not really like maybe he's going over there to find to pick up viking the, coins the other 269 coins that haven't been accounted for right like maybe he's been in contact with these guys and he's also a detectorist i guess it's possible some of these guys are going to be doing between uh, five years and ten years in jail. Oh wait, we got to get a hold of him. I bet he doesn't know about the jail time. Oh, he'll find out. But I already told him I don't do bail. A British jail? Come on, how tough can that be? Between five and ten years in prison for not telling people that they found treasure. The judge in the case told these four convicted men that they had cheated the public. And that the irony in this case is that they could have reaped up to half the value of their found goods among themselves if they had followed the law. I could see Nick doing this kind of thing. Being a detectorist. Yeah. Into Viking coins. It'd be fun. I could do that every day. Do you have, have you ever had a metal detector? No. But maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list. You hit the beaches with that thing. Oh, I would hit the beaches. I would hit the fields. The fields. I would hit the mountains. Which fields? I would hit the streets. Are we referring Which to? Which fields? Yeah. Any open one. You see, there's a field. I'm there. You mean like stick. the Burbank open space over oh, here? Oh, yeah. Across the Who knows what kind of secrets are in there? Hey, did there? Jonathan ever figure out how we can go play baseball on those fields? Sorry, who? Remember Jonathan? Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they have a ridiculous thing where if you want to play on a Saturday, you have to show up on a Friday afternoon. That's right. To sign up for it. That's we should ridiculous. just play guerrilla style. Just show up and play. You know like, I mean? like just take it yeah, over just, like Vikings? Yeah, exactly. What, what are they going to do? We have bats. Yeah, but We're what if way it's like bigger a, than most kids. That, most of us, yes. But what if, it, what if it is kids? Then how do we... Do we tell people? Hey, kids, you want to play, and then we just play station? hard, and then they get scared. Take and they a little leave. dirt on their cleats, you guys. And then when when we shake them upside down, we take out our metal detectors and yeah, take their milk see money, if we find any yeah. coins. We should be bullies, tough guys. We should make them do a naked Oreo run. What? I'll Why tell you. you about what just happened? I just sent her a story. Check Whose your email. Kids, are you taking? <laughs> there's a there's a high school coach in Illinois who is in big trouble. That's why we shouldn't do it legally, because he had his players run naked mm. across the football field with an Oreo wedged between their buttocks. I found <laughs> what you heard me. I found a uh, video on Twitter this morning. I was telling Nick about it. It's like the worst inspirational speeches by coaches oh that's good coach walks up to the kid on the pitching mound and he goes hey um listen i know you're only 12 but the high school coach called you're already cut wow i had some pretty mean coaches in in my youth that's because they were all mean yeah uh, but anyway the takeaway from this story is kids if you're listening if your coach tells you to disrobe and put an Oreo between your buttocks and run across a field, it's okay to say no. Say no. Mm. You can say no. Gary and Shannon will continue with more life lessons.
Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Getting ready for our big storm to roll in this this week. First time in a long time that I can remember raining on a uh, Thanksgiving. But uh, travel could be a little difficult as you're trying to get out of here on Wednesday. And listen, Wednesday sucks already. Wednesday before Thanksgiving tends to be the the uh, yeah, sixth terrible. ring of or seventh ring of hell. One of those rings mm-hmm. of hell. It's really bad traffic. But if it's still raining Wednesday afternoon, just just drive off the cliff. So I, are you going to leave earlier on Wednesday, like two yeah. in the morning or something? I don't know about that early. But Four in the morning? The potential. We could leave Tuesday evening, too. Okay. Because no, nobody has anything going on. So All right. We'll see. Are you worried about how long bit. it's going to take? I'm just worried my my wife's back has been bothering her, so we're gonna have to stop a lot, get her, let her get out and stretch. Yeah, we have to walk her a little bit. You gonna have to walk her? Yeah. Oh boy. Well, it was quite the scene in Hollywood today. Apparently, a man with a machete was injured in an officer-involved shooting. Chris Hernandez, lieutenant with LAPD, has just given an update. Let's see what he had to say. Oh, uh, Blake, can you turn this thing on? Oh, actually, this morning. So about 11.30 this morning, a suspect entered a local auto parts store on Highland, just south of Sunset Boulevard, where he committed a robbery at Knife Point. Now, that knife has been declared to be a machete, large in length, about a foot to a foot and a half in length with a blade. That suspect then took the property and left that location and walked up to a local fast food restaurant drive through Chick-fil-A. Where he committed a second crime. That second crime was a carjacking. That's a theft of somebody's personal vehicle while they're in the occupants of that vehicle at forceful uh, point, taking it by knife, gun, or etc. by force. That suspect forced his way into that vehicle uh, and made his way out of that parking lot in an attempt to flee from police. In that process, he crashed into two police vehicles at which point that car came to rest at the intersection of sunset and highland the suspect then fled the vehicle with a machete in hand and in the process the officers gave chase and used less lethal options and eventually ended in an officer involved shooting that suspect was struck fell to the ground and was taken into custody he was then transported to a local hospital for medical treatment where he has since been declared deceased. In the process, we did find out that one officer did receive minor injuries, and very minor injuries, and I say those were minor scrapes and abrasions to his elbow and knees. That officer was treated here on scene is released. He will be talked to by Force Investigation Division in the process of the walk. Yeah, when we saw all that blood that was pooled up on, on Sunset there, you knew something. You knew was that they, he probably was not going to make it. That was a lot. That's that's going through something. Arming yourself with a machete, right. going to an auto store, and then to the Chick Fil A to jack a car. Uh, they uh, clearly, since this is a fatality, it's going to be a very long investigation. So if you're in that area, if you have business anywhere near Sunset and Highland, they said a, a bunch of blocks are going to be closed. Um, because this is a sort of a scene that takes place over several blocks, you're told to take alternate rounds. Different to a Disney movie. Pixar is everything to me. That was my fault. You watching Disney Plus now? No, I'm just uh, no. What are you doing? 
I was just Xing out everything. Oh, I thought you were looking for something else. No. Like you knew what you were going to do for dinner or something like that. I haven't decided about that. I was thinking about just doing pasta. Doesn't it seem kind of like a pasta night? Is that what windy clear day means to you as pasta night? Or you just I, mean I feel in general? Like, um, you, you were out windy, of the house clear, this weekend. And- cloudy, no wind. Pasta says, you know, pasta is good really with all weather conditions. I think I have some leftover from last night that I have to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, pasta is very good. Fantastic. Speaking of pasta, yep. the pasta thon's coming up. How did you? That is such a brilliant segue. Thank you so much. It is going to be Friday, December 6th. Folks, you know what to do. You come hang out with us. We usually have such a great time. We will be out at Christ Cathedral all day long broadcasting live. This is in Garden Grove. You know the drill. We collect money. We collect pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club. This is Chef Bruno's charity. Feeds 25,000 kids every week in Southern California. These are kids that don't go to sleep with a warm meal. Sometimes their dinner is out of a vending machine of their temporary home in these hotels, motels, I guess you could say. And when you come out and support Pastathon, 100% of your donation is going to go directly to Katarina's Club. So go to any smart and final store. They've got them here in California or if you're in Nevada, Arizona, in fact. Ask about the $10 KFI Pastathon donation featuring Barilla Pasta and Sauce generously donated by Barilla and Smart and Final Products. They're going to add 10 bucks to your bill. That's how that works. But you'll also, you'll get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. Now, the day of, when we're out there at the Pastathon at Christ Cathedral, we will also be auctioning off a bunch of stuff. Each of the individual shows usually has something that they're going to offer. This year, uh, we're going to offer, once again, a speaking role in our Holiday radio dramatic production. Hey, you know, speaking of radio, yeah. I uh, I had a big rant ready to go before the show today, and I forgot about it until now. Oh, wait a second. And then for more drop-off locations or to donate online, go to pastathon.com. What happened? Why are you well, upset? I go on this rant every year on this show. Mm-hmm. We have one country music station in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody knows it's Coast's lane to turn to Christmas music, and Coast has done that. I mean, we were first. This show was first. And then Coast came in at 5 o'clock and, and, and made the switch. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine to be second sometimes. Um, but that's Coast's lane. When you are a country station and you're the only country station in Southern California, your duty is to provide me country music all year long. Oh. You don't need to go to you don't need to go to Christmas music because Not even you Christmas go to Christmas the... music and then I get no country. You see my problem with I this? I do. Um I mean what what the hell are you doing? Play the freaking country music. That's my rant. <laughs> it's a good thing you sat on that for a while and thought about it. Do you see what I'm saying? Though? I I'm do. Making I do. Sense. Yes, you make complete sense. You know, it's like say there was one um, Star Wars channel on the radio, and then it went to Christmas music, and you didn't get Star Wars for uh, a month and a half. I know that Star Wars Christmas special was pretty cool. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I've it was no idea. before your time. Never mind. John and Ken up next to save us all. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings. Oh, goodbye, Gary and Shannon.